imagine you move to um like let's say vietnam or uh, <laughs> thailand let me be very uh, characteristic yeah. and uh, you just need some small coconut cash for um and yeah maybe some i think small i would cash be here. i would be quite comfortable living there with my uh, work now yeah but the thing so, is you know now that you can charge your rate so uh, you're probably not going to decrease your rates no i'm gonna go up i think because <laughs> uh because um when when your quality increase uh, you uh you notice that there is more demand and you get other clients that can pay you this way you're listening to art heroes podcast the show to help you thrive as a digital artist Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Hello, hello, everyone. I'm your host at Art Heroes Podcast. My name is Maria JD, and thanks for downloading this episode. Today, we're going to have a conversation with Hakim Rafai, who's a freelance concept artist from Norway. And the whole talk will go not so much into art, but also in what it actually takes to be a freelance artist in the place that is actually not meant for freelancing. I'm sure many of you can relate. There are so many struggles, so we're going to figure out how Hakim deals with living in Norway and still thriving as an artist. So please, welcome Hakim. All right, Hakim, we're now on air. Thanks so much for coming on the show. And uh, yeah, we just uh, just started recording. Thanks Thank again you. for being Thank here. Thank you for having me. No, the pleasure is all mine. So guys, for those of you who don't know Hakim, Hakim is connecting now from Norway, correct? Yes. Yeah, perfect. And uh, yeah, Hakim is uh, a pretty amazing artist of, you know, different, different profiles, but uh, currently mostly character artist, if I'm correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, um, yeah, that's correct, actually. Yeah. I'm doing concept art. It can be some environments, but mainly characters. That's what yes. I'm. Yeah, actually, we'll, we'll go deeper into that as well, because you know, I, I like how you juggle different, different types of, uh, um, you know, art projects. So mm. maybe let's start with you. So what, what actually brought you to this industry and how did you get started? Um, actually, I um, always been a little bit creative, so I always drew, and I loved uh, as a teenager uh, comics and superheroes and manga and stuff like that. So it gets me like wanted to draw and do uh, be a comic artist. And when animation began uh, to be a thing, and I was really wanted to do something like in the movie industry, like uh, animations or you know, like maybe anime as well. So my, one of my dreams was to go to Japan and do an anime, you know. But um, after a while, I uh, decided to uh, go to France and study fine arts. Uh, so I did some uh, one and a half year of fine art and then two years of 3D animation to learn 3ds Max and Maya and all that stuff. And uh, when I came back to Norway, um, I, uh, 
where I live, actually, we have to say uh, that there is not a lot of uh, game industry or animation studios in the region where, where I live. So it was mainly uh, oil companies and advertising uh, that needed this visual kind of uh, service. So um, I've been working as a 3D animator, doing uh, animations for this kind of thing. Uh, it was very creative at the beginning and it got a little bit too uh, industrial for my taste. So I, I decided to find something else to do. But it, still, I wanted to, to be in Norway and continue doing what I liked. But uh, I stopped like drawing for 10 years. So I was like, oh, I can't draw anymore. <laughs> you know, like I could draw, but it was like very, yeah, not very good. So I decided to uh, stop my job and begin to learn again. So I, I was following like Fang Zoo on YouTube and, and stuff like that. So I could like uh, find the way how they do it and how I can break to the industry. And then I took a mentorship with Anthony Jones, actually, a couple, um, yeah, environment and uh, not just with Anthony Jones, it was Scale and Shock I, I took as well. And that gave me like an idea how, how to do it. So from there, and it was for three and a half years ago, then I began to learn by myself, um, being a freelancer and trying to, to grind it, you know, like learn for myself. And, and yeah, and I've been lucky uh, until now to, to get jobs. Uh, but yeah, that's wow. That's yeah. that's a pretty cool story. So you are one of these people who actually did traditional art education. Yeah, I wish I I, I did more because I remember I was dropping that courses to go and do more three D because that was the thing, like uh, back then. Uh, but yeah, I, I did some with the anatomy and all that stuff. But still, I'm learning anatomy. But because this is like 15 years ago, so uh, I don't remember everything. So I, I don't like... think our anatomy has changed much for me. <laughs> no, but my brain did, so I forgot everything. <laughs> okay, fine. Yeah. So, um, how useful do you think in general that was? I mean, you wish you could do more, or you wish you didn't just spend time on something else? What do you? What is the value of that whole step for you? Yeah, you mean uh, like the traditional art degree? Yeah, yeah. Um, I think it's very important as an artist to know this kind of stuff because when you start as a 3D animator or 3D whatever, like a concept artist, you you are you are an artist, but you get a lot for free, like the lighting, the perspective, the um, the yeah i did say the perspective uh, there is a lot of uh, tools that you have for free and you take it for granted and uh, when i started to draw again i noticed oh i don't know lighting i don't know where the shadow is gonna hit right now i yeah. have to think about this stuff and it was interesting and very uh, uh, exciting to me uh, to do mm -hmm. this kind of work and I'm still working on it. I'm not there yet. Um, mm -hmm. But that was interesting to me that a lot of people um, do 3D, but they can't always draw. Mm -hmm. or, or there is the opposite. 
um that's mm-hmm. a pure if you know what i mean yeah uh, like yeah when you you know how to draw it it's difficult to go to the 3d software and know where stuff is it's always a struggle but yeah. i feel like i know both of the worlds now so i, I what i do it's like mixing them to do like mm-hmm. blocking in 3d and paint over it or if the clients want it very fast i can can use a 3d software to have like base and paint on it is incredible tools but I think mm-hmm. I went from 3D to 2D for this reason that I w- really like um, handcraft stuff. So I'm, I'm still using digital medium, like the Wacom, Cintiq and stuff like that. But it's still your hand Yes, stuff. for sure. Yeah, and you're not letting uh, the software do a lot. So what are your typical projects nowadays? Um, is it mostly uh, 3D, 2D? Do you ever do animation now? I do very little of animation. I, I do it as a freelancer uh, that grinding in Norway. I have to like be um, a little bit more, uh, do var- various uh, stuff. Uh, so uh, sometimes I do some, I mean, animation, sorry, but it's still, um, it's still not in the, the same industry. So I jump from an industry to another, like, um, Like I'm doing uh, games and mobile games and board games, and then I jump to uh, doing ads or mm-hmm. um, or oil-related animations. Um, so I guess that's your local customers. Yeah, local exactly. clients. Local customers. Yes. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> uh, I I would love to to have more of the um, gaming industry, but mm-hmm. I'm working on it. Uh, yeah. And what happens with like 3D and 2D? Is it like the larger proportion of what you do now? Um, the 2D? Yeah, yeah, like 3D and 2D, do, like uh, what is the typical scope of the project for you now? Um, the, the thing I do the most is 2D. Uh, yeah. Really. Uh, the 3D, it's like maybe a couple of uh, clients I have that come back for uh, mm-hmm. for animations. But uh, usually I do a lot of 2D and I, I try to focus on that. Like mm-hmm. uh, when I go... Um, For instance, I get an interview yesterday and um, they are making a game um, actually locally. And that's very impressive. So I begin to, to start here as well. Um, and they needed both. They needed 3D modelers and 2D concept artists. And for me as a choice, I, I said that I wanted to do the 2D part because that's I like this. Um, when you are a concept artist, you are like uh, in the pre-production. So you're dictating in a way the style we're going to yes. go for. Um, and that's what I think it's exciting to me. It's like the blueprint of the whole project, basically. Definitely. And, and there is one thing I wanted to mention is uh, the difference between concept artist and illustrator. Because yeah. I'm both, but people tend to not understand the difference. When they see 2D, they say, ah, you're a concept artist. But the concept artist can be a 3D modeler as well. Or Definitely. Sculptor. Yeah. So it's very, um, it's the same, in, but it's not. Really okay. Because <laughs> a concept artist is more your brain, you know, like yeah. uh, they buy your ideas. It can be just sketches and blueprints of stuff. And illustration is like finished illustration, what you find in cover boxes or books or whatever, like the finished render. Yeah. Um, So you definitely prefer being a concept artist. Yeah, yeah, for sure. 
Oh, wow. Okay. And so what are the challenges like for you, the major challenges of a concept artist? Uh, it's to find the right solution for the client. Usually they come with a brief or uh, with something they, they can't do themselves, like they can't visualize it. Um, so the challenge for me is to find exactly what they have in their head. Okay. <laughs> uh, and that's very... Uh, sometimes it can be challenging it can use a little bit of time and then don't the client don't see always uh, the time using in it because there is a lot of thinking and lots of trying a lot of thumbnails a lot of like just sketching and um, when you price that uh, there is some client that understand this and there is others that they think yeah but it's just sketches what do yeah you, do? <laughs> you know so so that's that's the challenge I find sometimes, but usually it goes well. Yeah, and so this is a really interesting point, and thank you so much for bringing this, like the whole idea of uh, you know digging inside somebody's head, um, yeah, exactly. because that's so not the, normally seen like this. It's just like, well, you are concepting, but actually this is always a collaboration with the client. Exactly, because uh, you you um, they pay you to um, to help them. Um, uh, find a way to express their own ideas so the concept artist actually is just a middleman if you know if you will mm -hmm. it's like uh, if they come with the brief they want it visually and you are you able to do it visual with sketches they can't so that's why they pay you uh, so they pay actually your brain and your ideas <laughs> yes but it's not always like a finished product and it, that's very important to know because the finished product after you render it and then illustri that's illustration uh, work that's another part of the production yeah i see so do you have anything like a process to understand what the client actually wants because one thing is a brief and then something that you have to produce as a different thing so um yeah, exactly. how do you how do you actually understand what is that that do, that they want yeah, um, by uh, asking lo loads of questions. And uh, usually they think uh, you know what they mean, but you don't. Because if I sell you now um, a motorbike, you're going to see it in your head. It's a motorbike, but maybe mine is yellow and yours is red. Is, and there is other parts of it. So to pinpoint exactly what they want, I have like to ask them all these questions. Uh, yeah. Detailing, like my part of the job is to ask questions and have a list uh, of stuff okay and do you use any tools i don't know like mood boarding or any like visualization tools to help you understand better and communicate uh, with clients or yeah, is yeah. it just sketching like how do you actually Usu work yeah usually it's just um, sketching and i have um, we usually work uh, with uh, their own they come with their own system uh, if it's a big company they have their own uh, for example they have trellos with a lot of references and i always ask for references because we are in the visual industry so if you show me an image and say that's almost exactly what i want you know <clears throat> sorry um, that's much helpful than if they just write two words yeah so and so uh, the same like example like i took with the motorbike if uh, if i show you the motorbike i want you to construct for me and i say exactly the same wheels yeah but this is different yeah so can you find something 
that's much uh, much more helpful for you uh, to yeah. do your job well instead of saying I want to motorbike that's uh, like, yeah that is red and retro yeah, yeah exactly so, yeah that is pretty hard very, very you can difficult. imagine yeah, yeah yeah and what happens with the duration of the process how normally how long does it normally take you and how many iterations would you normally go through yeah that's that's always a little challenging with the client because they don't want you to spend too long uh because of the cost uh, the cost but usually um i use um three days maybe if uh, they're on on a character like just to to have all the ideas they want me to um to develop and in the same um in the same uh well something happened here. Uh, in the same Perfect. time you have okay <laughs> in the same time um uh, you have to go through uh, stuff that's are crazy and that you like as well because you know you're going to work on this for so long so so you you pick the the details they really want and you make it your own in a way and and make the stuff you like to see as well and see if they like it and this process goes with communication with the client. You just send them. I usually send them in the end. No, I, I, see, I say usually, okay, three days, and, but I send them after a day already just to, to build their Yeah, just kind of start and, advancing. Yeah, exactly. So Because it's very dangerous to, to do it like for three or four days and you work hard and then you just like missed, you know? Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> It's and then you have uh, to start over exactly yeah so, i see uh, mm. well i guess it all differs also from client to client and exactly yeah and clients so, like uh, like to to price you as well as a package not yeah. price you but price your work like uh, like give you like uh, okay this is the amount and you do whatever you want you use how much you want and depending on the deadline they uh, they we will sort it out uh, yeah like the, yeah Okay, interesting. So, uh, does it mean that you actually like don't price your services or per day, but then you'd rather go per project? It depends on the clients, actually. Yeah. Um, usually, it's daily. Okay. Uh, but uh, sometimes, if it's a big project and it's gonna be like six months, it's gonna oh, wow. be difficult for them to um, to pay you every day. Uh, so I, we always get agree on something uh, interesting yeah. so give me an example of a big project for a concept artist what could that be something that takes several months um the last big project i did it was a board game so it was um i was the main illustrator there i was the only illustrator there actually so uh, i worked with the sculpture and then we figure out how it's going to look like the style and actually uh we did miss because we did the style and we went through it and we found that it doesn't work so we have to after two months go back and redo everything okay uh, more stylized uh, that's an interesting case and why exactly that did not work um they felt like um it didn't appeal to people uh, like uh, we want or they wanted something more realistic and dark because that's what they like to do. And they found out that for this system of uh, gameplay, it didn't work. It was a little bit something that 
that they didn't like. So we went through it and we wanted to do something more entertaining and more happy and more fun. Uh, it's still killing aliens and monsters, but it was more <laughs> like colorful and uh, more uh, cartoony in a way. Uh, okay, so yeah. happily killing monsters. Exactly. <laughs> With fun. All right, I see. So that actually, you know, brings me to my uh, to my other question that I was, you know, wondering: uh, where is the final kind of a consumer in this formula? So is this person or this group of people are they even important to you as an artist when you create something? So that's an that would be like a good example uh, when you know that the board game uh, will be made for. Uh, like the people that are that are enjoying it in their free time and so like do you only use the brief or do you ever think of um the final consumer or that's yeah, yeah, yeah of course. or that's not really your job it's not really my job but i do ask who's gonna play it and which uh which kind of age they aiming for and uh you know you do this market research uh who's um is it for family or is it for friends or is it like more dark uh, thing or so yeah i i usually ask uh, who's gonna play and how uh... so that that makes it even more complicated it's not only worrying about like one client but actually like about the big spectrum yeah exactly but the decision is them uh, is them they they have to take this decision and uh, i'm I'm actually thankful for that because uh, yeah, uh, they they go for the decision, and if it doesn't work, maybe we have to redo it, or yeah, mm -hmm. depends on the budget. Okay, all right, cool. And now I actually wanted to bring this conversation slightly to a different terrain. Um, so I know that you're in Norway, and uh, you took this conscious decision to come back from France at some point. Yeah. Um, I was wondering, like, why? And uh, you know, if uh, if you think that if if you think there is um, different level of opportunities now for those who are remote versus those who are living in big cities in this industry, yeah, yeah. Do actually, you feel somehow deprived? Um, yeah, it's um, okay. Um, the reason I came back to Norway is because my mom is Norwegian. And um, I had the, back then I had a girlfriend that was Norwegian when I was studying in France. Um, my father actually, um, and I, I'm, yeah, it's very complicated actually where to begin. I'm a mix, <laughs> like uh, my, my father is from uh, Morocco, Casablanca, but we, he has like his family in France and we talk together in French and Norwegian and sometimes even Moroccan <laughs> so we get a little bit so when I studied in uh, in France just to answer your question um, I I had opportunities to to do stuff in France but I had my family in Norway and um, I felt like I had to go back and to try my idea was there is not a lot of stuff like this in Norway yet so it would be maybe a one of the first one that starts something like that and i was uh, mistaken oh, no. <laughs> because there was a lot of uh, studios already and that was good because i could work there but it wasn't again 
this kind of entertainment industry. Yeah, it was more uh, industrial um, kind of services like platforms and boats. And, yeah, I see. Um, yeah, uh, but I did do in that some stuff for the TV and that was fun, like uh, cartoon animations with characters and stuff, but it was very little. Um, mm -hmm. um, so, so now at this point, uh, um, how do you look at your location? Uh, would you uh, would you change I would, it? I would, would, would you? I, I'm trying not? to stay, but I think in, at some point I have to move uh, because of the the cost. Like um, when you're a freelancer and an artist freelancer in this region, it's very difficult because you feel like everything is against you. You're not in the system. You're doing something else. You know. So the prices are very high. Um, so I've been actually thinking lately, maybe I should move and gain some more experience working in other country, big city, um, have uh, maybe work as a junior concept artist or maybe even a concept artist in one of the game uh, in, um, studios. But um, I'm doing, uh, for now I'm doing okay. Uh, mm -hmm. So it's not like my priority, but maybe in the future I will. It depends mm -hmm. on how it goes. I've been lucky to have work and I survived for yeah. four years almost now. So, all right. So, but uh, it's totally grind. I have to say, like a freelance. If you're a freelancer, it's better to move to to the jobs. You know, like it's it's much easier and go to um, a much cheaper country because the clients. Often they they don't pay me the rates that I ask for. Mm -hmm. uh, they think uh, maybe it's too expensive. They don't understand that I live in an expensive. Um, uh, yeah. So yeah, definitely yeah. you have to match that. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. Uh, it's it's a, it's a problem and it's a grind. The the yeah. struggle is real, but uh, <laughs> it's exciting as well. It's, um, yeah. It's a journey. Yeah. So, um, are there like how's the industry in Norway in general? Like, is there are there many uh, concept artists and character artists and uh, like three D artists? What is it like? Yeah, I know uh, a couple of of them. We're not uh, that many. <laughs> I know um, two people, and I know uh, one that's quite um, famous now. Uh, it's called Evan. Um, and uh, he's doing his thing. I think he's living in Norway now. Um, but there is, I, I don't know a lot of people like that. Usually um, in Oslo, in the capital, they have uh, a couple of big, like Funcom, I don't know if you heard about yeah. it, but they have like big um, studios and they usually um, uh, get concept artists from all the world. Um, yeah. But it's quite new in Norway still, uh, so I don't know so much about it. Yeah, okay. But I mean, you're not only working with Norwegian market anyway, you're pretty much global. Mm. Yeah, no, I, yeah, I see. All right, very, very interesting. And so, um, like for you, for, for the future, uh, would you like to stay more in the concept art as an industry or... Uh, would you try would you like to explore something else because you've already changed once from animation to yeah, exactly. to concepting um, 
I, I, I would like to, uh, to continue a little bit concepting and doing illustrations because that's what I enjoy the most. Um, but maybe I was thinking about, I, I did use ZBrush, for example. I like it, but uh, it's still, again, a, a 3D software. So it gets me a little bit like, yeah, I should probably just draw this, you know? Uh, so I, yeah. I still have this fine art kind of comic book uh, thing, doing it by hand. Um, maybe in the future I will do more animations, I don't know. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like I went from 3D to 2D and I don't know if I want to go back that soon. Uh, okay, I see. Yeah. And what's like the project that you're kind of a most uh, proud of or something like a, pro a project where you felt that you contributed the most, where you kind of, uh, you know, had your style or something like this? Uh, that didn't happen yet, really. Um, uh -huh. Usually I... Um, I have an agreement on how to find what they, they like. Uh -huh. um, I'm working on it, uh, building my portfolio more, uh, um, more personal, like personal work. So um, I think I want to, um, when I have the time to build up uh, my style in a way, but I don't think I'm there yet. I feel like I need to... Uh, uh, to get more work and experience and because uh, when, when you have a portfolio they they see what is is there and yeah. when you do a style uh, that's not yours they're gonna they're gonna give you a job that is like that you know yeah and that's what that's not what you want so um, actually you should do what you like and post it and and see if you get work from mm -hmm. there. Um, yeah. And, and I didn't understand that right away, you know, so I was like, oh, just find work and post it there. And, um, but now I'm thinking I should do my stuff, what mm -hmm. I like the most. And, and actually, I feel like um, people like uh, best the, the stuff that you do uh, as personal because it's always a little bit more crazy and it's like free, you know, yeah. like all the yeah. rules. So um, my idea maybe in some years is to, to get my style so I can get work because of me, not mm -hmm. just because I'm an illustrator or a concept artist, like we need this guy in mm -hmm. he has a cool style, for example. That's very interesting, you know, like, uh, and to me, the specific and interesting point in what you just said is that um, you've been working in the industry for so long and uh, I know you've got pretty big clients, but uh, um, you're saying that you're still building your portfolio. How come? Like, how do you even get clients and how do you even get pretty big clients to work with um, if, yeah. uh, if you're always building a portfolio? Yeah, but the portfolio is not something you have forever. You you get better, and uh, you, you uh, it's evolving all the time with your skills and your uh, knowledge. And um, so I think you should um, you should build your portfolio almost every year. You know, not because I still have stuff from three years ago, and they're not good enough anymore. Because in the industry, it goes very fast. Yeah. Um, and you get like uh, people that are very good, <laughs> very fast. So you have to keep up. I'm not very good at uh, posting everything, you know, and, and that's a job. Um, I feel like it's another job, like the, how to promote myself, you know? Yeah. Um, 
so yeah you have to promote yourself and you have to keep up with uh, yeah. building your portfolio all the time um i didn't um to just to answer more your question uh, it's um i didn't start my portfolio um the first um in the first years uh, I started because when I was working in 3D, I didn't have any portfolio in this industry. I was just doing animations and I had I was working as a, in a company. I was, uh, I was just a worker in a company. Now I have to build my own company. You have to work. build your own company, yeah, yeah exactly. your own so, brand. So that's why uh, it's important for me to, uh, to always update my portfolio and, and work. Mm -hmm study and yeah have your own stuff and have some clients yeah definitely <laughs> so what's your process anyway for you know for finding clients or at least um making sure that you always have work i like i said i i've been lucky i didn't do that job and now this year i'm i'm learning and i'm hurting a little bit because i'm thinking hmm if I um, if I just wait, maybe I don't get any. So um, now I'm I'm trying like um, I'm asking a lot of friends that are artists if they need uh, stuff, or um, I go on uh, you know this group on Facebook. They have like uh, gaming groups and board gaming or whatever, and uh, I'm trying to post a little bit more mm -hmm. um, when. So that's so. the. A and, lot of and go, of course, to interviews. Maybe I would uh, try to go in Sweden or Denmark or just to see what's there. Okay. So yeah. it's like a lot of networking and a lot of word of mouth eventually as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Are there any like specific um, online resources? You mentioned a couple of groups, but uh, anything else that worked for you before? Um, hmm. Let me think. I I don't think usually you know conventions and like THU and all that that helps because it makes um, makes you friends with people you know in the industry and then they remember you and they remember what you do and you 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 get like you can have them on Facebook and they started something and maybe they need a concept artist they take contact with you. So usually that's how I get my my jobs, um, mm -hmm. but uh, totally go to conferences because I did that a lot at the beginning. It was, okay. Uh, yeah. So that's something that you can definitely recommend. Yeah, yeah, of course. That's uh, one of the best things to do, actually. Oh well, okay. Well, that's mm. good to know. <laughs> well, I mean, to be honest, everybody says that uh, events are not only fun, but uh, yeah, but it's. Like... I I don't think you um you get like the job you want. It's not like I'm not gonna lie. It's not like go to uh, to an event and then that's it. It's magical. You get clients. It's not. It doesn't work like that. It's more like you go to a couple of events. Like you go to the first one, you get. Um, you get friends and then you go to the next one and the same friends usually it's not a very big community artists so when you get those friends you begin to get in the group and in the groove of what's happening and you hear like oh, there is a, a somebody that needs a concept artist you want to try that or you know yeah and, i see mm. 
but you still have to do an effort to uh, to well of course yeah i was just going to say you know like uh, you're saying oh i've been so lucky oh like you know this just happened but the reality is that to get lucky you also need to have certain level of skill and uh, you definitely need to yeah you have to to work for uh, it yeah to start with you definitely need to have great art behind all of this effort yeah i mean uh, when i say i'm lucky it's just that i didn't expect to have work uh, that soon uh so i i get one of my first gig was for game loft but i didn't continue with them because of prices i was too expensive for them um and i had some board games that approached me um so they they always approach me that's why i feel lucky but actually sometimes you have to do the effort to go and say okay mm-hmm. I'm I'm available. Is there something I can do? As a freelancer, it's always this grinding. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, for sure. So. You know, like to me, I'll go, I'll bring back this topic because I like how you speak about that. Um, so uh, let me just do a quick intro here. The um, yeah. there are many artists, especially beginner artists, that go so far, dropping their rates to bare minimum just to be able to get this project. And you keep saying that you can't do this just because you're not going to survive in Norway. And I mean, we all know, well, you know, if you guys don't know what are the prices in Norway, you can just definitely Google that. (laughs) (laughs) Like the cost of a beer in Norway. I recently did this research. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, I know when some Southern European people go to Norway, they bring rice and cheese with them. Just to save a little bit here and there. Um, so uh, basically, um, how like what's the minimum for you, or how would you even define that this project is worth it? You know, like when you're gonna say that you're not gonna lower your rate, and just it really, like, it really explain depends. your thinking. <laughs> yeah, I'm th- now. I'm thinking like that after experiencing it uh, for many years. When I say many years is like three or four years, it seems to me like it's been one year, you know. So, but um, but I I had okay. Let's start from when I was working in a company. I didn't notice that because when you you work in a oil related kind of market, you get a salary every month and it's quite nice. It's well paid. I paid for my apartment. I have a car. Everything was fine, you know, and um when i started for myself as an artist i begin to notice that oh okay now i don't have any money you know <laughs> like so everything like you said like the cheese like the milk whatever is very expensive so um all that keep growing as well every year uh, so as a freelancer you have to be able to survive and um i think if you're good enough if you deliver quality and you're professional and you know how to talk to clients they will pay the rate because they need the service and uh, there is sometimes that they would say i can't find it um, cheaper there but usually it's not the same quality or because I, i had like one client that so they can have it uh, in China. Don't worry about it, you know? And I said, okay, 
then it's okay. I can do something else. And uh, he came back two weeks after. And he said everything they did, I couldn't understand what they were saying. And yes, it was cheaper, but the quality was lacking. So please, can we find an agreement? And that was nice. So now, now we can talk about. So from my, um, uh, from my perspective, or my yeah. Uh, yeah, from my perspective, I I was saying okay. So you came back. I'm not going to change my rates, but we can, depending on your budget and how much you have, we can discuss the price. But I can't go lower than this, for example, because okay. then then it doesn't make any sense. I mm -hmm. can do something else, you know? I see. You, you never, as a freelancer, if you, especially at the beginning, if you begin to sell yourself uh, too um, low, um, you're going to break the market for other uh, freelancers as well. You know what I mean? I love that. I absolutely yeah. love this idea because yeah. I think we're all, we all are worth certain um, like, yeah, exactly. like living, you know, living a good life. Nobody can work for $5 a week or even $5 a day. That's not what it costs. No, exactly. And if you get approached by a client that don't know that, that they say, yeah, but you're just drawing. Yeah, do it yourself then. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> why are you bothering me? Um, so you have the right to... Uh, you have a, a value that they want. So it's a service they ask you to do because they can't do it themselves. It's like me saying, uh, the plumber, come and fix my toilet, but you're going to get half your rate. He's going to say, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, you, <laughs> you can know? do it yourself, actually. No, That's exactly. not that hard. So, so it's work, even if it's maybe fun. Uh, it's it's a lot of hours you're putting in there. So yeah. it's, uh, it has a value of uh, money that they want you. And they're going to get the money when they sell their product. So yeah. actually, you have to think it's, it's drawing, but it's a product you're sell, selling to a client mm -hmm. that's going to, again, sell it to make money of it. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And yeah. so let me put it this way. Imagine you move to, um, like, let's say, Vietnam or uh, <laughs> Thailand. Let me be very uh, characteristic. Yeah. And uh, you just need some small coconut cash for um and yeah maybe some i think small i would cash be here. i would be quite comfortable living there with my uh, work now yeah but the thing so, is you know now that you can charge your rate so uh, you're probably not going to decrease your rates no i'm gonna go up i think because <laughs> uh because um when when your quality increase uh, you uh, you notice that there is more demand and you get other clients that can pay you this way you know what i mean okay. because um when you increase the, the quality there is like less and less people than do that they can do that you know so um there is like um a lot of good artists that are extraordinarily good and they get paid a lot of money it's not because they are nice, it's because they're very good, you know? Yeah. So actually, um, if you get to that level, you can begin to, to dictate the, the, the price because they need you. They, they go and say, okay, this guy, we need this guy. Yeah. So how, you know? I see. And that's one of my goals, but that can take like 10 years, you know, I, I don't know. Um, yeah. But for now, I'm happy to just do uh, work and get enough yeah. 
money yeah. to live normally. Well, yeah. to live normally in Norway. Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> if I can make it here, you can make you it. You can make can, it anywhere. Exactly. <laughs> That's I've a pretty been, strong been, statement. Yeah, exactly. So I was, I was thinking uh, maybe some, in some points, maybe I can live in Casablanca because it's a little bit cheap. Actually, it's not that cheap anymore. Um, no, nah, but still, still cheaper, you know, from from my cheaper. experience of like living in Morocco, I think that's like. Oh, you didn't still. live in Morocco. Yeah, yeah, I lived, but I lived in next door to Casablanca that was in Rabat. Um, ah, okay. But it was yeah. still, I think, I yeah, never so lived in thing. Norway, but never wanted. <laughs> yeah, but the, it's just cold and expensive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, the, you have to be a really like a, a super weirdo oh. to make choices. <laughs> but just just to say, Norway is uh, extraordinary as well. They have like uh, we have like nature and um, yeah. everything is uh, practical and uh, the lifestyle is very high. You know, like yeah. you have everything you need. Um, it's just for artists is a little bit difficult. Yeah, you know? because they are out of the system of the social system. Uh, yeah, and then, no, for sure. Yeah. Well, you still have to pay for all the life quality that you get. It's just that you pay differently through a company or... Yeah, you pay like four times the price, you know, yeah. for everything if you compare. So Yeah. And so the last bit that I wanted to, you know, to, to talk about is actually what you just mentioned, um, becoming an exceptional concept artist. So what does it entail for you? And what do you think makes a difference in between those exceptional uh, concept artists and the rest of the concept artists? Why can they charge so much? And uh, uh, what does it take to get there? Uh, they can charge so much because they are, um, they, they are the leading uh, artists. Like they, 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 they are the idols. They are the ones that do the best quality that's out there. Um, and how do you think it's just there? the style? No, I think it's more the, they worked at their craft and they used the time to get good. And I, I'm, mm -hmm. a little, I'm regretting a little bit to stop drawing for 10 years. So um, it's like now I have to start from the bottom again and rebuild myself. But I think that the best ones are, are usually the ones that did like at least 10, 15 years of it. You know, they, I see. Uh, they worked on the, their fundamental, they have experience, they work with a lot of good, very high skilled people. And I think that's what it takes. It takes the, 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 the grinding and doing. You, okay. know, you have to practice every day. It's like, it's like, I don't know, it's like uh, lifting weights. You can't lift uh, 100 kilos uh, today, but maybe in three months you can. You know, it's okay. like this resilience all yes. the time yeah um and after a while you you get good there is no um i think there is no um um other way you, yeah. you have to be good if you do one thing for years uh, but okay. you have to, to be smart about it because there is a lot of people that uh, do it and and struggle and don't understand and they say oh anatomy and perspective and all that is very boring i can't do it i can't draw i can't do this but i think they put too much pressure on themselves and my my solution is to take uh, bits by bits like for example we were talking about you get stuff from uh, for free in the 3d 
software, start there. Learn about lighting, how it works. And use like two, three weeks on that. And do uh, feet, hands, uh, draw muscles, yeah. you know? Uh, bit by I, bit. Exactly. And if you have to think it's a marathon, it's not like... A, it's uh, it's gonna take you time you're not you're gonna suck of course <laughs> like everybody else but it's just temporary you know like uh if you know that you're not gonna suck in three months um it gives you a certain goal yeah uh, but if you get frustrated because you you want to not suck right now it's gonna be difficult because you're gonna yeah. just be frustrated all the time all right, cool. Well, thank you so much, Kim. I'm just gonna uh, now, since we're getting close to the uh, to the time, um, yeah. I'm gonna run you through our traditional uh, questionnaire, if you don't yeah. mind. Yeah, You've yeah, got yeah, like um, um, a couple of sentences tops to answer if each question, and there are ten questions. Wow. So okay. uh, yeah, too I think many. I missed that though. No, we... no, we're gonna okay. do that. Everybody does that. <laughs> okay. This is, you know, the planned have, uh... planned torture. Yeah. Okay. Let's go. Let's. Do <laughs> yeah. It. It's, it's it should be easy. All right. Yeah. So, what's your favorite place in the world? I think I know the answer. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite place in the world to live in or just to visit? Whatever, to be in. Um. I think it's uh, it could be Spain. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it could be Spain or France or um, more uh, South Europe, even uh, Casablanca, I love. Um, yeah, some, somewhere where there is uh, sun. And okay. Cheap and sun, that's what I like. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I can hear you. All right. So while you're working, what are you listening to? Wow, that's a lot. I can, it depends on my mood. Uh, I've been um, I've been a musician for some years. So um, and you know um, Scandinavian people or Norwegian people are listening to metal like hard <laughs> music. So sometimes if I'm like struggling or I I do put on really hard music and then it calls me down for some reason. Uh, sometimes I can listen to pop. I can listen to uh, some not a lot of books though. Um, but I, I do like it. I forgot that we can listen to books, you know? Nowadays, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, okay. And, or I put on Netflix just to have like a noise in the background. All right. I see. So what's your favorite way to get inspiration? Best way to get inspiration is to uh, look at my favorite artists to figure out how they do their stuff, study them. Mm -hmm. um, uh, go to... Uh, conferences like talk mm -hmm. artists that you like um, and watch a lot of um, tutorials like uh, I love uh, watching how people find solution for their work um, right yeah. love that so what's your big life goal uh, when it comes to being an artist or like a human being human being <laughs> um, yeah, to be the best of uh, myself, like uh, to be uh, comfortable in my own skin and and get uh, what I want. I think that's my, mm -hmm. not get what I want, but um, it's more like being the best of myself, I think. 
That's a great goal. That's a great goal. And personally, mm -hmm. thank you, thank you. <laughs> um, and what's your favorite drink? Hmm. For now, I'm drinking. Uh, that's not very good, but I'm drinking uh, Pepsi Max. For some reason, <laughs> I get addicted lately. But uh, but when it comes to alcohol, I like white wine and red wine. Yes. Okay. Um, what's the first thing you do in the morning when you wake up? I eat breakfast. Lovely. <laughs> what do you normally have for breakfast? That's not on the agenda, but I'm going to ask. <laughs> okay. It depends. I've been, uh, I've been really, really, um, actually, I've been really um, uh, not, uh, how do you say, like, um, obsessed by how, um, what's the best breakfast you can have so you can have a good day. You know oh, what I mean? okay. All right. Yeah, I tried a little bit different stuff, but I usually eat uh, some eggs and oatmeal or uh, some turkey bacon. All uh, right. Very healthy. Yeah, I'm trying because, again, when you're a freelancer and you're not doing any exercises, and because it's quite, it's not a healthy life sitting and doing the same thing in front of the monitor, you know? You have to eat well and exercise. And I'm trying, I'm struggling sometimes to do that, but that's what I try. Well, good effort anyway. Thanks. So thinking of which, uh, what would be your backup career? Hmm. I want to say dancer, but it's not. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Maybe it yeah. would be. <laughs> <laughs> no, my backup... Um, like nothing to do with art or yeah to nothing art. to do with art yeah i don't have any i i wanted to be a musician at some point i wanted to be um, i played a lot of guitars and stuff so i like i love music um so maybe a musician maybe that maybe yeah. that mm. and uh can you recommend any book or a movie your book choice is gonna be difficult because i don't read uh, just recommend a movie um a movie, movie. What's the latest movie? I, was, I think I watched The Joker last, so I'm a little bit. Uh, <laughs> Joker definitely has beaten the records on like number of people recommending it on this yeah, podcast. It was. I love the the character. I I always draw DC characters with a smile, so I I was really interested to to see that movie, and I and I liked it. So yeah, this movie is really good. Okay, so you already mentioned that you like being inspired by some of uh, the other artists. So who are they? Who are some of your legends? Some of the people that you follow? Oh my God, there's uh, a lot. Um, and I, I love 3D artists as well. So it's... Well, give me, give me a couple of names. Um, let me think. Lately, I've been... You know what? Lately, I've been really mesmerized by Japanese uh, painters, but I don't know their name. So oh, because okay. it's it's in Japanese, but but the one that usually are um, often the one that I like, uh, one of them is uh, Anthony Jones because he's a really good mentor. I, I found it a good instructor as well. Um, um, you know Jamie Jones. Yeah, I think I know yeah. who you mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah Feng yeah, yeah, yeah. for example. This this is very concept uh, people. Uh, the artist from um, 
painters, the, they're like surgeons and uh, you know, all, all that. So, so I like everything. I like fine arts to look at as well sometimes and to get inspired. So cool. So um, maybe if you find a couple of links to your favorite also Japanese artists, we can put it in the show notes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, that'll be that. that'll there be cool. Is, there to is do. one called uh, Ryan Jaya. Mm -hmm. Not is uh, very very not good. Nice. Um, yeah, I, I can find the list for you. All right, perfect. Yeah. Let's do that. And yes. I've got the last question. Meanwhile, um, a couple of things on your bucket list for today or for life. <laughs> well, for today <laughs> would be pretty boring. I hope maybe not, but okay. Let's let's go for life. Um, to 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 get better at what I do. Uh, to try to uh, get motivated and uh, to again to be the best that I can be. Like. Um, I I hope I can um, I can get better uh, at what I do. That's one of my main goals now. And, uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Mm. Well, that can take a very long time. So that's probably not <laughs> yeah, for today. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it will. I know. All right. Okay. Amazing. So I think we're done actually. And thanks so much for uh, sharing all this. And thanks for your time again, really uh, Kim. Nice. It's been a pleasure, huh? Yeah, it's been a pleasure for me too. Yeah, thanks. And uh, uh, we'll put all the links in the show notes. And uh, um, yeah, I'll check with you in some time to see how far you are. Cool, cool, cool. All That's right, cheers. cheers. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. In case you enjoyed the show, make sure you give us a like and actually feel free to leave us a comment or a question just here under the video or in the podcasting platform, doesn't matter where you're listening to this. And in case you have some extra spare time this weeks or days, uh, go to artheroes.co. We've got a bunch of downloads available for you to improve. And we also have already opened a waitlist for our 3D printing program. The program is going to be up in about a week time. So make sure you join the waitlist and we are going to announce the program to the waitlist first thing. All right, that's it. No matter what happens, we're going to see you right here in exactly a week. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening to Art Heroes Podcast. Check out www.artheroes.co for show notes, more interviews, and free tools made for you by our team of mentors. Tune in next week for more inspiration. And keep up the great work, hero. Mm-hmm.